Well, welcome to See Here Love. I'm your host, Melinda, and I'm so glad that you've joined us for this really special episode called Up Close and Personal with the See Here Love team. And I'm so thrilled that Cheryl, Joanna, Brooke, and Lisa are here from their homes to share with us today what they're experiencing, their personal thoughts of what their experience in this new season is. So first, let me welcome Cheryl Nemhard, social justice advocate, author, and co-host. Hi, Cheryl. Hi. So good to be with you all. I'm so excited. Cheryl, where are you? um, Where are you taking? Where am I coming Coming from. from my basement, we turned a makeshift bedroom into a studio for this whole quarantine, and this is where I live. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Thanks, Cheryl. All right, we welcome Brooke Nichols, Juno-nominated singer, songwriter, and worship leader. Brooke, welcome. <laughs> Hi, everyone. So great to see your faces. I love this so much. I know. Brooke, where are you um, taping from? Um, well, I, uh, dressing room turned into like studio workspace, uh, <laughs> everything space. <laughs> Amazing. We love that wallpaper background. There. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome, Brooke. Next up, Joanna, our digital expert, hey. Bible teacher. Welcome, Joe. Hi, thanks. I'm coming to you from the spare room in my house, in my condo here in Toronto. Okay. Well, welcome. Glad you're here. And Lisa Pack, ordained minister. Welcome, Lisa. Hi. This is the best looking Zoom room in a little while. I've been on Zoom calls back to back, and this is a good crowd. Thank you, Lisa. And I am um, have taken over the kitchen So my poor family has been banished to other rooms and cannot make sandwiches or go to the refrigerator for the next hour. So they're not thrilled with me, but they understand. So, and I'm calling while taping in from Burlington, Ontario. So welcome. All right, let's get started with some fun questions in light of what we're experiencing with COVID-19, with this worldwide pandemic. Here's the first question for you. When you're out of self-isolation, where or what is the first thing you will do or go to? Joanna, first up. The first thing I really want to do is like touch people. <laughs> yeah. um, but my, I'm just dreaming of being outside somewhere with cold drinks on a patio. I don't care if that's a patio of a restaurant or the patio of a friend's. I just want to be outside in the spring, summer sunshine with a cold drink and people near me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, agreed. I'm right there with you. Right, Joe. Uh, Brooke, where would you go or what would you do? Yeah. Along the same lines, I was thinking of, um, oh my gosh, like when I saw that question come in, a bajillion things flooded my mind. Uh, but I, I want to just like hug my friends and have them over. Um, there's this, there's this little video going around right now, and I think it's of four little, uh, what's it, quintuplets? Is that what, quads, the, the four? And yeah. they're these four little girls. Uh, you, maybe you've seen it, and they're just hugging each other, continuously hugging. They don't stop. And I was like, that's going to be me when this is over with. That's amazing. <laughs> that. It's all about the people, right? Yeah. Awesome. Lisa, what would you do? It's the same. I think one of the things that we're realizing here is that how important human touch is and that ability to embrace somebody and when it's taken away or when we're prevented from doing that. So I just, your neighbors, your students, your friends, just honestly, even a handshake, that would be just reminding me of what human connection is like and what can be conveyed with a hug you know? So it's good. Thanks, Lisa. And Cheryl, what would you do? Where would you go? Okay. I'm going to be the not deep one just for a moment. (laughs) Uh, I need to get my nails done in a real bad way. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Uh, It's, it's a major thing for me. (laughs) Um, It's looking pretty prehistoric over here. Um, And then I'm going to hug random strangers and I think they'll be actually for the first time. Okay with it. We're just going to hug people in the street. (laughs) Agreed. I, okay. On that, Cheryl, I said two things. The first thing was definitely a Manny and Petty. I was just going to ask local, you. Yeah, my local spa, Manny and Petty. But second, I would love to have dinner with my parents. Aww. I would love to go sit down, hold hands in prayer, and have a great homemade dinner with mom would be what I would want to do. So definitely those are the two things. But definitely that human touch. And it sounds like for all of us, that's kind of the thing that we're craving to just be with people 
outside doing something with people. So great, great answers. Okay, second question. While in self-isolation, what is the food that you tend to cook or eat for comfort and ease? All right, Brooke, what would you say? Well, I, I've been finding myself um, eating a lot of chips. <laughs> and for some reason, both Steve and I are like into this like baking donut thing. And like both of those things are not going to be a good end result after, you know, months of this. So <laughs> chips and donuts. Yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> but when you're eating the chips, is there dip? Because that's... That's important to me. I mean, salt vinegar chips and dip don't go, in my opinion, but. (laughs) I like that. That's awesome. Joe, what about you? Food for comfort eating. You know what? I live with a roommate and we've been, the thing we've been going to week after week is pierogies. Um, (laughs) Bacon, fry up some bacon and onion. And then we buy um, frozen like cheese pierogies um, en masse. And it's a feast. It's a cheesy carb feast. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hearing the carbs, salts, those kinds of things, sour cream, bacon, like salt is what we're craving. Mm, Sounds good. Lisa, what about you? The food that's bringing you comfort in self-isolation. So we we have a slow cooker that I just never got a chance to use. I think I was just out and it was just crazy. And so, but now that you're on zoom meetings all the time, you can just kind of put it to the side and fill it with whatever you want. Um, my parents live with me. And so we're enjoying the family. Like I feel for you, Mel, when you say that you want to just sit with your parents, I do get that every day. Um, and so lots of Korean food, lots of great Korean food, especially the stews that can go into the slow cooker. So that sounds amazing. I love it. Like bulgogi, that kind of thing or. Yeah. And also, do you know how, like the, um, you, the owl of Minerva stuff that you love, like, like, you know, just those really hearty Korean stews with all the vegetables and like the bone broth and stuff. So it goes in the slow cooker and you just leave it all day. It's great. Sounds good. All right, Cheryl, your comfort food. Um, I wish that I could sit back and eat comfort food. I'm a mom of three Mm. giants. (laughs) <laughs> I have a 23-year-old uh, boy, a 20-year-old girl, and a 17-year-old boy, and both the boys are two and a half men for each of them. Uh, I think my shopping, my grocery bill has gone through the roof. I am cooking nonstop, but big, big meals, which is fun because, uh, you know, we don't usually have the time for that. So they're getting lots of like jambalaya and seafood pasta and mm. like, yeah, chicken parmesan and stuffed peppers. And I'm Martha Stewarting over here. Yo, I'm so hungry. <laughs> nice. That sounds good. Um, what I, about you, Mel? What are you doing? Thanks, Cheryl. I would say first, again, it's carbs. My homemade yeah. spinach penne alfredo. Mm-mm-mm. It's that salty, cheesy goodness. <laughs> and Filipino food. And guys, I started cooking. So Filipino food, chicken adobo, um, delicious. It's like going back to my roots and something comforting. So that's what I'm doing. And Chris is stunned that I'm now cooking and he's benefiting totally from this time. So that all sounds delicious, what you guys are doing. Okay, question three. How often do you wear pajama bottoms, sweatpants, or leggings during Zoom calls or meetings? In a percentage out of 100, what would you say, Lisa Pack? A hundred percent. Like, I'm not going back to jeans. Like, this is going to be a problem when we Lisa, go back prove to- it. Prove it. <laughs> I'm not jogging pants on. <laughs> We have to be civil from the waist up. I've got a friend who has a kid. It says, you know, when dad's wearing um, his conference pants, they know what to get out of the room. It's it's like, it's comfortable. Um, and I think it's just our new reality. I think we're allowed to go easy on ourselves. So, hey, we'll get back into jeans and slacks and formal wear later. That's right. So you're looking great on the top of your business attire and your red jacket. No one, no one knows the better. This stays with see here, love. All right, hundred percent. Brooke, what would you say your percentage? Yeah, I'm. I'm the same as Lisa. Hundred <laughs> percent. I'm. I'm rocking some tights right now. Uh, I. I. Yeah. Uh, I put on jeans for the first time the other day, and it was like it was like a miracle that they fit. Yeah. <laughs> it was like this. I like literally celebrated that moment. I was like, wow, I could put these over my thighs. <laughs> considering the chips and the donuts. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, that's great, Brooke. All right, Joanna, your percentage. Um, I'm a 50-50. I'm a 
I, uh, I'm wearing jeans right now, but they look the same as they're just going to look, if I put my leg up, it just look like black. So it looks the same as everybody else. But I, uh, I've worked at home for a long time, um, so either part-time or full-time. And so I find that putting on proper pants is part of the ritual for me of the workday. And, uh, so I have always kind of leaned towards jeans, but the longer we do this, uh, the more relaxed that rule is getting for sure. But I'm wearing, they call them hard pants. Now there's the soft pants and the hard pants. I wear hard pants a lot more of the time still. 50%. Okay, Joe, that's good. Cheryl, what about you? Well, we started off really good, right? We started off first week. I was waking up, had my routine, 7am devotion, full outfit, full makeup. By Friday, I was like, who am I fooling? Where am I going? What am I, where am I going? What are we doing? Uh, So relax. And then I went hundred percent, like it's, you know, nine to five up top and it's cocktail hour below. So it's just totally relaxed all the time. I'm worried. I'm not like, I'm like Brooke. I'm worried that I, when I do step into the jeans, we're going to have a problem. Yeah. (laughs) What about you, Belle? I'm there. Um, I would say, except for like these moments, I'm about 100%. Like I've been caught with my PJ bottoms and a nice top, my leggings, my Lululemons. Um, thankfully, everything's black. So it kind of can, like if you see a little bit of my leg, you're like, oh, it looks like a little dress pant. Now it's full of casual wear. And then, but for you guys, for the show today, it's a full dress and house slippers. So I kind of like brought it a little bit today wearing a dress, but house slippers. So it's all good. All right. One last fun question for all of you. What's one new thing you've started doing at home that you didn't do before? Is there something or is there not, but is there one new thing you've started doing because you've been at home so much? Lisa Pack. You know, um, nothing in terms of like my hobbies and um, just the things I do, I I find time to do them even now. But what has been interesting is that um, because we've moved online to a technical platform, like I am finding that I am becoming a technical genius. I mean, I am my own IT department and I've got to handle all that. So I'm learning more in that sense, kind of out of necessity, but I'm also enjoying it. I get it more. I get technology more. So that's awesome. So technology is your new thing that's actually it is it sounds weird because we were living in this world but yeah amazing all right joe any new thing you're doing that you haven't done before well i guess i along those lines i think i definitely have become the it department Mm -hmm. for many many people (laughs) uh but no i i i don't have i work most of the time i don't have time for a lot of hobbies right now but um one thing that i've been doing that's been kind of fun is because I live in a downtown area with lots of uh, people in apartments, every night at 7.30, we're joining that. Um, mm. There's the the cheering that's happening. And so 7.30, you get out there with like a pot and pan and cheer and whistle and celebrate and clap and thank mm. the frontline workers. And so I don't know if we can call that a hobby, but these that's one of the, the new parts of my routine that I've really um, been loving. That's uh, amazing. I love that. Thanks, Joe. Brooke, what about you? Anything new that you've started since? Okay, so if you follow me on social media, then you know that I just bought a big trampoline. (laughs) Again, correlated. It has a lot to do with the donuts and the chips I've been eating. Um, But yeah, the other week I woke up and I said to Steve, I'm like, okay, like I need to get outside. I need to get exercise. Like I, I feel like a sloth or something. And so we bought a big trampoline and every morning I'm out there. I do 10 to 15 minutes with um, some music in my ears and I feel really silly and I can see my neighbors like peering out the windows. Like I could just, I feel like I can hear them saying, is that a grown up woman jumping on a big trampoline? <laughs> and the most awkward part is, is like when they drive by, there's this big gap between our, the houses and like, I don't really know them, but I'm like jumping and I'm waving Wave. at them. And <laughs> pretty awesome that is my so now you're becoming a trampoline expert you might be doing Cirque du Soleil at the end of this yeah I'll probably trade in leading worship for like some sort of like circus act or you could be worship and and trampolining it might be a whole new wow. age <laughs> before <laughs> it's like you're joining us bring your trampoline and join us for a time of worship with Brooke Nichols that would be awesome so good. that'd be so awesome Cheryl what about you something new 
Yeah, I've uh, fallen in love with Pilates. Any Pilates uh, lovers in the building? Okay. I see some hands. I see some hands. Yeah, and so I've been, um, you know, uh, you know, you get to a certain age where you're like, I'm not sweating. We're not doing that. We're not running and all of that. So I'm trying to find ways to stay fit and limber. And Pilates seems to be it. And uh, besides that, I we emptied out, gutted out our basement studio uh, room, made a studio, and uh, that was fun. And I'm dancing every night. We have dance. That's cool. So do you have dance nights? Yeah, there's a great uh, got DJ, famous DJ now. His name is Dee Nice on Instagram. We're just having a blast of music. What about you? What are you doing, Mel? Um, so cooking is huge for me. For a lot of you who have followed me on social, I was always doing takeout or going out to eat with everybody. And because of uh, where we find ourselves in now, I'm cooking. So that's new, huge. And second, I've taken up the ukulele. I am playing the ukulele, posting ridiculous songs online with my fam who roll their eyes every time and go, really, Melinda? And I'm like, yep, we're going to play. So I've been trying to master the ukulele, which has been really great. And I've decided to become an interior decorator and have Chris painting. And we've been designing and redesigning the house um, as well. So I've been a little busy, but I love, these are some of the things I've always wanted to do and projects I've wanted to do. And now I can do them. I have a little bit more time. So that's been really, really fun. Um, and no, people are like, can we book you for house concerts when this is all over? And I'm like, no, this is just something we do with our family. We post online. That's it. But ukulele is totally fun and I'm having a great time doing it. So, all right. Thank you, you guys. So now you're expanding more of your gifting. And of course, it's some really great things. Let's get into a little bit more of some deeper questions that I think our viewers and listeners are going to want to hear from you. In, in this question, how have the COVID-19 guidelines and restrictions personally affected you and your family work um, and otherwise? It's, it's a big question, but I think people just want to hear how it's affected you personally in, with you. So uh, let's start with you, Lisa. How has this whole new season um, impacted mm -hmm. you in the work? Um, we, we're in, so my, as I mentioned before, my parents live with me and they are of the elderly um, demographic. And you're always aware that your parents are aging and it's part of our culture that this um, filial piety where you want to take care of your parents as they age. Um, and you're just reminded that they, as you age, your body changes, um, they are more susceptible. And so that means that I have to be careful, not because I'm worried about myself, but because again, if I bring something home and it's a whole different ball game when you pass a certain threshold and when you're part of a vulnerable community, whether it's because you have an underlying um, condition, again, my parents, praise God, they have been healthy up until this point. But again, age is such a different thing. So it really put a different spin on it that when you think about community health, it's not just about you. It's not okay that you're okay, just you, because really this is a community thing and pandemics, people are asymptomatic. Um, we know the story about typhoid Mary who was asymptomatic, but she affected a lot of people. So it just puts a different twist on it. I find myself that I am very mindful of my parents, making sure that they're okay. Even little things sometimes freak you out my dad comes up to the other day and says I'm having chest pains I'm like what is going on and then okay so putting all that into perspective he he's fine um but that's now in the back of my brain right like so what if this occurs again in this season what do I do so yeah that's that's huge and it's not just about you that I think for a lot of people Lisa people are like it's not just about me anymore mm -hmm. my decisions impact others yeah like it's, you're really being forced to be other centered. Like you cannot be about yourself because it will impact people and in, in really very difficult and tough situations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Joanna, what about you? How has this person affected you? Yeah, I think, I mean, at, on just on some level, like on the really personal level, it's the ups and downs of it. I think um, there are are days where you're like, this is great. I got this. This feels like normal, no problem. And then there are other days where you feel um, stressed or anxious or overwhelmed, or I've watched too much of the news and that freaks me out. Uh, I try, I'm trying to stay away from, from that. I want to be informed, but not get too much. And uh, days where you just are like, when is this going to end? Like you just get sick of it. I just get sick of it some days. And I'm just so ready to, for this to be over, but know that it seems like this could be 
a very, very long time that we're, um, you know, having to be so cautious because we don't have a vaccine yet. So, um, you know, in the, on the work front, as I've said, I'm working a ton. Um, some of that work isn't paid work. So, you know, you're just working to try and, and pivot into new directions um, for my work in helping I help churches and ministries with communications and I do a lot of speaking. And so we've had to shift the direction of that. And um, so it's been quite busy trying to change. And then on the home front, um, you know, my, I have a dad in a nursing home and obviously nursing homes are um, all in the news, which is one of the things that can cause a lot of anxiety is that Mm -hmm. it seems like once the illness gets in a nursing home, it's quite um, devastating to the whole home. So praising God that so far that hasn't happened in the place where my dad lives. But um, yeah, it's definitely a stress knowing that we can't see him and be with him. Um, and uh, it just feels like a ticking time bomb of illness in all these homes. So that's sort of the three areas. Ups and downs for me, super busy with work changes and, you know, continuing to pray for my, my parents as we go through this. Thanks. Joe, thanks for sharing that. Uh, so honestly, there's a lot there. Um, and yes, I mean, I, I noticed how your sort of digital expertise is sort of going across the country that people are accessing you for that. And what a time to know about digital like now, right? Mm-hmm. And I'll just do a plug. If you need some digital expertise, go to Joanne. <laughs> <laughs> Hire her for some work. <laughs> thanks, Joe. And we'll be definitely, you know, praying for your dad um, as, we, as we continue. Rook, what about you? What, how has this impacted you and Steve? Yeah, um, sorry, I feel emotional just thinking about it. Um, yeah, it's been such a weird time. You know, we've, um, sorry, we uh, quickly kind of just like lost everything. Um, but I say that I don't know why I'm crying because God is so good to us. Um, and so it's just been really, uh, the beginning of it felt really, uh, hard just to kind of wrap our heads around. You know, we make um, 95% of our living, both Steve and I together, um, doing live events, leading worship, uh, churches, conferences, workshops, like whatever. Uh, and so when every, the world got shut down, um, yeah, we lost what we felt like was a lot. But um, yeah, I won't get into it yet, but I've, I've, we've seen God come through in like the craziest ways. And so uh, we're now, instead of leading worship uh, at live events and face-to-face with people, um, we've created um, an online worship experiences for churches to now uh, worship with us on Sunday mornings. And so it's been really cool to, to it was weird at first to shift from face-to-face leading um, to just, you know, leading in my living room. Uh, but it's been really cool to experience the same power and presence of God on a stage in front of, you know, 2,000, 3,000 people is actually the same presence and power that I feel in my living room. So it's been really cool uh, just like navigating that and just trying to figure it all out. Beautiful. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to get so emotional. (laughs) You know, Brooke, I think that's something that's for a lot of us. I think there's been a lot of tears uh, shed in these past couple weeks on... Mm -hmm. We never knew we had, when we came into this new year of 2020, did any of us expect this? No. Mm. And for many of us, there's been a lot of tears shed on a lot of loss and a lot of grief and a lot of trauma and a lot of things that we're experiencing. Emotions that usually kind of come up sort of like in time, but it's like all the emotions have hit us in one big ball and it's like overwhelming. Uh, so thank you for that, because I think that sentiment is shared with a lot of people. It's hard. Right? We'll be glad to go back to volunteering. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. So thank you, Brooke, so much. Uh, Cheryl, your yeah. thoughts as how this has impacted you? Uh, <laughs> I'm right with Brooke. It's been mm-hmm. a real, it's been hard for me. Um my life outside of See Her Love, I'm a, I'm a speaker and I uh, travel and, and speak full time. When I'm not speaking full time, I'm in the school system and uh, working with my educational theater company. And we do assemblies on things like suicide, uh, depression, mental health, bullying, racism. I call them all the uglies. And we uh, use theater to reach kids. And so both of those arenas have been completely shut down 
and I watched um, a, a, a schedule that had three weekends out of four that I was speaking go down to zero. Um, I don't know what we're going to do as a family. It's a very anxious filled time. Uh, um, I'm just trusting God. Uh, you know, this sort of serve for us in Canada, for those that may be outside of Canada, we've got an amazing government and amazing prime minister who's stepped in and really sort of done some great things. So we've had a little bit of a stipend, but um, we don't know what the future holds. And when, world, when the world goes back to normal, normal may not include large gatherings for a long time. So that's, those are both my spaces, large gatherings. I really, I don't know. On the emotional front, I, I lost a friend who died. And um, I have some other friends whose aunts and grandparents have died. And for whatever reason, you know, pre-existing conditions in my community, it is hitting so hard. COVID is just wiping out uh, African Canadians, African Americans, Latinos. It, you know, it's just, it is a silent killer right now. It's literally like a biblical plague. And so we're just hanging on. It's been emotionally up and down for me. But, you know, God is my strength. He is my refuge. He is my fortress. In him will I trust, as the Bible says. Thanks, Cheryl. How about you, Mel? Uh Wow. Uh, You know, both myself and my husband, Chris, work for -for not-for-profit. And in light of that, we've had to really stop and and, and think about what our future is like, especially when we, both of our jobs are (laughs) based on donations of generous givers. And um, when financial strain happens, one of the first things that happens is people stop giving. And so we have just been in this waiting period and question of, you know, will Canadians continue to be generous and give? And so we've been praying a lot. I mean, we're thankful that both of our our organizations um, are continuing the good work and we have incredible supporters and partners that have supported us. Uh, But like you, Cheryl, my brother-in-law lost his brother uh, to COVID in New York City. And um, that was something that we had to, as a family, deal with as far as they, they can't do funeral service and just the shock of that where you can't go in and see, see him. Mm-hmm. So that's really hit our family personally. And uh, I think the other thing has just been us changing into how we do media and television. I and mean, we can do these kinds of calls and Zoom calls, but we're not in the studio. We don't know what's going to happen about travel in the future to go and do reports. So things we've just had to, like, you know, Joey said, we've had to pivot and change our way. Hasn't been easy, but we've had to respond very quickly to uh, this new time and season. Um, so yeah, it hasn't been easy, but again, we are trusting God each day. So thank you for sharing this. One last question before we go to break, and you've touched on it, but this is more sort of a personal thing that I think a lot of our viewers and listeners will really connect with. But what are you learning about yourself through this season? Because in seasons like this, it's, it's, it's important that we take a pause and go, whoa, what are we learning about who we are? Who is Melinda, Brooke, Lisa, Joe, and, and Cheryl? Who are we? And what are we learning? So Joe, let me start with you. What are you learning through this season about yourself? Oh, I... Well, on one level, I'm, I'm learning that I, I kind of thrive in the energy, the adrenaline of change. Um, and so that part, like I was, I was on with a potential new client yesterday. And before I went on to the meeting, I said to the, the roommate that I live with, like, I'm excited. Like, I'm excited for the chase. Like, it's a sale. Like, I wonder if we're going to get the sale. And, you know, you don't get most of the sales. You get only some of them. But I, I was excited for the trying of that, like the challenge to myself. So on one level, I've really enjoyed having to, like, stretch grow, change. Um, I've enjoyed the challenge of that for overall. I mean, there's super stressful days for sure, but I've enjoyed a bit of the challenge of that, Um, having to change and having to pivot. And um, uh, I know not everybody likes change, um, but I've been enjoying a bit of that. And then on the other side, you know, just trying to be gentle to myself on the hard days or the 
um, uh, the, the things that don't go well or the things that I've, you know, lost personally, or, you know, whether those are financial things I've lost or, or opportunities or, or events, or, you know, I'm thinking about how this weekend I was supposed to go to the UK and for work. And then after that, I was going to go, um, to, to visit my family who live in the Netherlands and, um, you know, or a few other trips. I mean, we've all had trips, small ones or big ones that have been canceled. So just trying to learn how to give space for the grief, um, and give gentleness to myself. Um, you know, cause there's hard days and good days. And, and like when we're all just like, why are we exhausted all the time and trying to just be gentle to myself in that and taking, um, what I need from any given day. Yeah. Thanks, Joe. That's good. Brooke, what about you? What are you learning about yourself through this? Yeah, I'm learning that like I am just like a really weak person without Jesus. Um, you know, I uh, when everything is stripped away, when everything's been taken from you and when nothing matters, your success, your, I don't know, your money, your beauty, your whatever it is that you have uh, in this time, like none of that matters. Um, and so I'm just, yeah, I'm just learning that like I'm just really weak without the Lord. And so just uh, like being really um, intentional, intentional about remaining in him during this time, because like I'm human, obviously, and it's easy for my, uh, my mind to go into like a million uh, dark places <laughs> uh, and think of like what could be, what will be, what should have been, um, all of the things. And the Lord just keeps saying like, no, no, like remain in me, remain in me, remain in me. Like I'm where your strength comes from. And so yeah, I've never been in a situation before where, uh, you know, life has been like ripped out from underneath of me and all I've had to stand on was the Lord. Mm -hmm. uh, I, right. I mean, most of us haven't really, we've, we've gone about our lives, you know, just as we always have, but until, you know, everything's taken, you're, you're really left with this like reality of like, <gasps> I, I'm not strong on my own. <laughs> and so it's, it's been, um, it's been like a really beautiful uh, just like really beautiful, just like learning that about myself. Amazing. Beautiful. Thanks, Brooke. Lisa, what about you? What are you learning about yourself uh, through this new season? I think Joanne, um, she touched upon it a little bit for me as well, where it's that creating the margin. Um, never good at it before, but now when you're working from home and it's like constant and it's all hours of the day because of time zone differences and the work that I do globally, it's just, it's intense. Um, and then you're, you just can't keep it up at that pace. And so it's kind of learning to let go. And you think that you were good at it before, um, not so good at it. Um, but learning that in this situation, um, we are human, we are limited. And I'm learning that I appreciate um, the forced pause mm. uh, more so than I thought I would. Mm. Um, in that sense. And so it's, it's this odd paradox of this forced pause and you can fill your schedule with back-to-back -back Zoom meetings and learning not to do that. So. <laughs> yes. Yes. Thanks, Lisa. That's good. Cheryl? Yeah, I've been uh, <clears throat> in this moment. It's, it's really birthed a lot of sermons for me and I've called this season the beautiful breaking. And in the beautiful breaking... I realized that um, I am not as close to God as I thought I was, that uh, I don't have it all together, that I am not the captain of my own ship. It's been a very beautiful stripping away of things. I, the biggest lesson for me is that busyness is not a band-aid. And so when I have stopped the busyness and stopped all the work, I had to redefine my identity who am I without the busyness? Who am I without the work? Who am I without the ministry engagements and the platform? And it's been this beautiful breaking. And I've allowed every feeling to come up. And I've given myself, as Joanna said so perfectly, the grace to just sit in my feelings and work through them. And I recognize that I was pushing and driving and driving and pushing. And in that space, there's no room to, to feel and, and do the work. So it's, it's painful, but it's beautiful. Yeah. What about you, Mel? What are you learning? Uh, yeah, just quickly, I have learned um, 
I like all of what you've said. Uh, the forced pause, margins. I can't do it without God uh, to sit in the grief. I've had it all. And I think, you know, for someone who is high achiever, perfectionist, control freak, this is kind of like taking everything out of me. And I've had to kind of stop and be like, whoa, you know, uh, if this is all taken away, am I still Melinda who God loves? Uh, am I still a, a valuable contributor to society if I don't do anything or I'm not, you know, producing a show or speaking? And so, so there's been some really good, honest talks with God. And I've allowed myself uh, the space for the walks and talks with God that I haven't had before. Mm-hmm. So um, thank you all. Thank you all. Uh, well, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're con- going to continue our conversation with Cheryl, Joanna, Brooke, and Lisa as we share some encouraging verses and songs that have helped us during this time and what God is doing in our lives today. Stay with us. Check out the See Here Love podcast and get the backstory. Good job. Get the inside scoop on real issues and real answers on common challenges we all face in relationships and in life. Find See Here Love on Apple Podcasts. Hi, I'm Melinda, host and executive producer of See Here Love, and I hope you are enjoying our conversation today. Well, you may not realize that See Here Love is made possible by the support of viewers and listeners like you. So would you please consider becoming a monthly donor? Any gift goes a long way in helping us build a community of women and men who talk about real issues and struggles as we navigate our faith together. Well, please go to seeherelove.com now and click on the big purple donate button. Thanks so much. Start your week off with me in your inbox. Sign up for our weekly newsletter today for exclusive content of See Here Love. Blogs, behind-the-scenes footage, and access to giveaways you'll love. Sign up today and let's start our week together. All right, well, we're back with Cheryl, Joanna, Brooke, and Lisa as we have just a few more minutes for two more questions. So this one, it's a big one, but what are you learning about God and your relationship? with him through the season so we talked before the break about yourself but what are you learning about God in you through this season let's start with Joanna what I'm learning about God in this season oh I mean I think it's in, sorry to be it said in some ways just that uh I keep asking myself like not out of pride or arrogance I think is what do people do without God in this kind of a crisis at this massive of a scale been reflecting on how um Typically, if we're going through a crisis personally or we're grieving something, there are people we can go to who aren't in that place who can provide a source of strength and care for us. Uh, But when the whole world is going through it at the same time, like who else but God do we have Mm -hmm. to turn to? I mean, we certainly can lean on each other, of course, but yeah, like, uh, but also like when your friend is going through and your family members are going through it all at the same time that we have God that he's our, our, our true rock in storms. And, um, you know, I, I have been learning a lot about, I think, uh, moments like this reveal what you put your trust in that wasn't God. Mm -hmm. Um, and maybe we wouldn't have known that until it gets revealed. Like, Like this is like a big spotlight on some things in our life that we found security in Mm -hmm. a sense of control over, Um, But it was an illusion. We didn't have security in that thing or control over that thing to begin with, that it was only ever God who was in charge and who cares for us and who is the foundation of life. And so um, (laughs) whether that's, you know, people that we can't lean on or it's, it's a job or it's a position and finances or I don't know, whatever it is, just, or even just an ability to have freedoms to go out and do things. Um, um, that made us feel a sense of security, but that like God is all of those things for us. Mm. And um, well, later I'll share, I'll share a verse about it when, when you'd like us to. Thanks Joe. That's really good. It's really good. Lisa, what about you? Like you're learning about God and yourself through this time. Relearning um, in so many moments of life. Um, and in this moment that God is God and I am not, and he is good. 
um, and his church is resilient. I think what I have seen is that despite the fact that so many people are struggling, the churches are struggling too. I mean, how do you pivot so quickly um, to something online when what the churches have been doing is meeting in person, right? And yet you do see that God uses the brokenness of human nature to reach out to others. And you hear stories about how um, those who love God, those who are compelled by human compassion reach out. And you see reflections of that, um, images of God um, in the people that serve in their selflessness and their compassion. And in the midst of a very difficult and challenging time, I think that's something to hold on to. Like it's, it's, God is good. And a huge part of that goodness in this world, he distributes, if you will, or um, demonstrates it through his people. And so, like everyone was saying, um, uh, it's shined a big spotlight on who we are on the inside. And um, it's a challenge. Like, we could do better then, mm. not just in this crisis, but for the days to come. Church, as resilient as she is, perhaps we can do better, you know? That's good. Thanks, Lisa. Brooke, what about you? What you're learning about your relationship with God today? Yeah, I guess I'm learning that God is... Uh, uh, not not to, I feel like this almost sounds cliche and like almost too simple, but it, it's been really powerful to me um, that God really is faithful. Like he is who he says he is, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, the word of God is filled with so many scripture that tells us that he is faithful and that he is good and that he's caring and that he's comforter and that he is constant, all the things that the word of God says. And uh, in this time, I'm learning like that is, that that is true. Um I've never known God in some of those ways before. And so, yeah, that's kind of become like my weapon in this whole thing is just remembering like who God is and, and knowing that like he is exactly who he says he is, comforter and friend. Yeah. Excellent. Beautiful. A great reminder, Brooke. Great reminder for us. Cheryl? Yeah. Um, I, I love all my my sisters there. We always say the same thing or variations of. Um, I... I I've learned in this season that God is everything that I need to get through this moment. And you don't know that he is peace until you are grieving the loss of a friend and you need him to be peace and you need him to be comfort. And when you have family members that are suffering from anxiety attacks about all of the, what's going on, you see him come in as strength. And so sometimes it takes a crisis and sometimes it takes a valley. It takes uh, a hard road to see God as he has always been, which is uh, the supplier of all of our needs. Uh, he's not surprised that, you know, COVID, he's not holding his breath going, wow, COVID, where did that come from? God is sovereign. He is in all things, knows all things. And um, lastly, I just know that he's with us in this, in these deep stormy waters He said that in his word, Isaiah 43, I'm with you through the storms and through the waters, but they will not overtake you. And so I cling to that right now. All right. All right. One last question as we end the show. Um, What verse, song, or quote has really encouraged you recently that you want to share with our viewers and listeners? Joe, what would you say? Yeah, I keep coming back right now to 1 Timothy chapter 6. The whole text is... Um, a letter written to a younger leader. So it's great training for anyone who's younger on the journey. And uh, it's, it, but it's also a warning about where we put our trust. Just like I was saying, it reveals what mm-hmm. I didn't think I had trust in my money over God, but then like, Oh, when some of my money has gone away, it reveals that like, I did have some, some trust there that I didn't uh, more than I should have. And so like this first Timothy six, it talks about, um, the life of not putting your arrogance in wealth, but putting, don't put, don't be so arrogant as to put your hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to hope in God who richly provides for us with everything for our enjoyment. And it says that it's chasing after the life that is truly life, which is to be rich in good deeds and not to be rich in just finances. And so it's been a challenge to me. And I think to all of us to, be generous even in a time where we feel like it's time to save and to um, not overspend on things and to be wise with our money. But also um, the encouragement is how can we be generous even in this kind of a moment? Right. Great. That's so good. Good word, Joe. Be generous. Keep being generous with your time, 
finances and support. Excellent. Lisa, what about you? An encouraging verse, song, or quote that has really encouraged you in this time? In the, what I love about the prophets is that they always spoke to God's people in such a difficult and tumultuous time. And my verse that I really love, and Cheryl kind of touched upon it because she talked about this peace that we need in these crazy times. Um, and peace is internal, not external. Jesus promised it. And the verse that I kind of go to is Isaiah 26, 3, where the Bible tells us, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, who all whose thoughts are fixed on you. It's the way you think about the situation. We all live it. We see it with our eyes. But I think those of us who say we believe in a God who is sovereign and in control, it means that we think differently. We ought to flip a switch somewhere because it's not, we're not reliant upon things that will sway and uncertainty shouldn't um, bring fear into our lives um, because we know that God knows. And our sister Cheryl touched upon that God knows. And so when we know God and we fix our eyes upon him and our thoughts upon him, there should be a peace. There's always a peace that comes from him. So Beautiful. Peace that comes from God. Cheryl, your thoughts about our verse or song to encourage us today? Uh, Yeah, there's a, 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 I was debating between two songs, but there's one song that, it's just on great. repeat right now, and it's uh, by a gospel artist named Kira Sheard. It just came out, and it's uh, kind of in response to this whole time. It's called Something Has to Break, and I'll just read really one verse. I feel you in this room, Holy Spirit move, because when you have your way, something has to break. Tear down every lie, set the wrong thing right. Because when you have your way, something has to break. And I love this part. Yeah, I test one, two, one, two. How's this? It. I believe that okay. you'll lead me through it. I believe that you will do it right now. Something has to break. And so sometimes you've got to put songs on repeat. Sometimes you've got to grab the verse and read it. And if you can't mm-hmm. move past that verse, then that means you need to just camp there for a minute. And you, you know, David said, why is that? Why is my soul so discouraged within me? And he even had to speak to himself. He said, hope thou in God, for I will yet trust him. I will yet praise him. And so there's moments we have to, when we don't feel it. uh, And I always say this, when you don't know what to do in the time of crisis, do what you've always known to do. Keep worshiping. Keep praying. Keep reading. Stay close to the feet of Jesus, because that's all we know how to do. Mm. Awesome. Thank you, Cheryl. And Brooke? Uh, your final thought with encouragement for our viewers and listeners. Yeah, that's so good, everyone. I think like Cheryl just uh, touched base on what you said, like when you're saying keep worshiping as a worship leader, you know, I, I've probably stood on a stage and led most of you and, and called you to a place to believe that God is who he says he is. Um, and, and so it's been really interesting uh, to be uh, being faced with the exact same questions. Like Brooke, you call people, to like declare that truth of who he is, but like, do you believe that he is who he is? And so, um, and the answer is yes. Like I've, I've met God in these most unbelievably beautiful uh, ways, uh, ways that I didn't even know existed, to be honest with you. And I hope that I'm forever changed by that moving forward. Uh, and one of the verses that I have been uh, like clinging to is just Psalm 23. Um, and I, you know, I love uh, another word for shepherd is, uh, I don't know if you know this, is best friend. And so I love the passion translation because it starts off saying, the Lord is my best friend. And I just feel like, oh man, I have like felt that in this time more than I ever have. And it goes on to say that the comfort of your love, O Lord, takes away my fear and I'll never be lonely for you are near. And then it finishes with, why would I fear the future? For your goodness and your love pursue me all the days of my life. And I've just been clinging to that because I I can feel his love and his goodness and his mercy pursuing me every day. Uh, And that doesn't mean just on like my good days. That love and goodness and mercy follows me and pursues me like in my darkest days. And so, yeah, just reminding myself like why would I fear the future when I have Jesus like with me? I don't have to worry because the word God like promises that I don't like, I'm not alone. And so I don't have to be afraid or fearful. Mm-hmm. And um, so if you have a, a um, 
a minute, I would just like encourage you to check out the Passion Translation because it's just, you know, it's so crazy how, you know, we read the Bible or know the Bible for, you know, our whole lives or maybe, you know, a good chunk of our lives. And we read these same verses and they kind of just go in one ear and out the other. Uh, it's almost like we're reading on like autopilot or something. Uh, but what I love is that like verses, new verses, old verses are coming alive to me in like a brand new way. And um, so, yeah, the Passion Translation is one of those. It's kind of like a devotional Bible, but it's, it's helping me. Um, yeah, it's just really helping me like revisit old scriptures and just see them in, 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 in a new way. And so a song partnered with that verse is Goodness of God. And maybe you know it, but the, the bridge just sings like your goodness is, is running after. It's running after me. And um, yeah, it's just something that I hope is encouraging to you. Like even when you're feeling like just super low or discouraged or confused or whatever, just be reminded that like, you know, the love of God is like, it's with you. It pursues you and you're not alone in this. Beautiful. Thank you all so much. Joanna, Brooke, Lisa, and Cheryl so much for your honesty and your perseverance, your commitment to Christ, no matter your circumstances or struggles or financial struggles that you're going through, you look to and lean on Jesus for hope and guidance. You are an inspiration. You are heroes to us here in Canada and the world for your just commitment to Christ. Beautiful. Thank you so much for being on the show today. And to you, our viewers and listeners here, I want to just end with a verse. And funny enough, Brooke, it's from the Passion Translation in Psalm 33, 20 to 21. Just want to share this with you as a close. The Lord alone is our radiant hope, and we trust in him with all our hearts. His wrap around presence will strengthen us. As we trust, we rejoice with an uncontained joy from Yahweh. And I just want to say this, that we hope in God, we trust in him, his wraparound presence, like a beautiful pashmina or scarf is around us. And as we trust you guys, we rejoice in the joy that comes from Christ. So no matter what we're going through, we rejoice that we are alive, that we have breath, that we still can minister and support one another in creative ways. Can we do this today? Yes, yes, we can. And amen. And so if you want to read more inspiring blogs or see past episodes, go to seeherelove.com. It's all there online. And if you want to see some crazy bloopers about us and highlight reels and behind uh, the scenes and backstory and after show thoughts, then make sure you subscribe to our See Here Love YouTube channel. Thanks so much for being with us. And always know from all of us, from Cheryl, Joanna, Brooke, and Lisa, that in self-isolation, in social distancing, in the midst of a global pandemic that we had no idea would come and for a future that we don't know will happen, you are seen and you are heard and you are deeply loved by God. Bye-bye. See Here Love with Melinda Estabrooks is a production of Crossroads Christian Communications Incorporated, a member of the Canadian Council of Christian Charities. To support this program, please visit seeherelove.com and click the donate button or call 1-800-265-3100. And from me and the See Here Love team, thanks so much for your support.